Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's a goddamn win streak. Welcome to Bulls on Tap. I am your boy Buzz. I'm joined by my guy Goose, a.k.a. Bulls Scripted. And we are here after the Bulls beat the Memphis Grizzlies and get their first two-game win streak of the season. The Bulls are victors 106-99 to over Memphis. And I'm, I'm happy about it. Little house cleaning, be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at Bulls on Tap. Checking out at Ontap Sportsnet. Checking Goose out at Bulls Scripted and checking me out at Buzz on Tap. Goose, you can't say they didn't make it interesting, but the Bulls win. Two games in a row. How you feeling, bud? Hey man, I'm feeling like we gotta learn how to hold the lead. But but it's a W, and it's two W's in a row. That doesn't make a letter in the alphabet. If they would have, oh, victory. Two victories in a row. Two V's. That's a W with a little extra. So uh, <laughs> we're rolling. We're rolling. You know, schedule's not too hard. We play the Warriors next. Can we make it three? I don't know. What do you think? I have no idea. I, I, I have no idea. I don't want to say yes and then have what happened last time happen, uh, you know, but we'll, we'll see. The Bulls played well tonight from the opening tip um, until the second half, really. That third quarter and the beginning of the fourth quarter is when they really fell apart. Zach comes out hot, and... Uh, no, no, Zach, Zach came out hot at the end of his stretch, and then Jim said, hey, Zach, take a how seat. do you like the bench? Yeah, I, I, I don't really, I didn't really understand all that, but hey, I, I digress. What, whatever. Zach was floating for like the first seven, eight minutes of the game. And then he, in the flow of the offense, kind of stepped up. Was three and three, and Jim was like, you know what, Zach, Archie, why don't, why don't you come up here? Oh like, God, did he play terrible too? And then everybody was all about. All that, about that him hitting that three. Yeah, exactly. You're absolutely right. God, he was turning the ball. <laughs> He's turning the ball over. He, he just he, fouling. I'm just like, what are you? What are you doing? And he actually he wasn't like fouling somebody anybody. That but fumbled the bar of soap on that first rebound attempt he had. Yeah, when sailing out of bounds. I'm just like, come on, man. Several unexcusable turnovers. One horrible midi, but one buzzer beating three. So all hell, Archie. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I will say one thing about our bench tonight. Everybody finished plus in the plus minus. There was only two players on the whole squad that finished negative in the plus minus. That was Lowry Markinen at a negative one and Chris Dunn minus three. And then Sato broke even. So that was uh, that was the worst of it. So only two players on the team finished negative in the plus minus. But yeah, so the Bulls come out in the first and they're looking good. You know, they're they're hitting their shots. They take a big lead right off the bat where within the first, like, I think the, the Bulls went up 7 nothing. Memphis had to burn their first time out of the game. It, it looked good. They you know, burned they looked... it. I, I really wish Jim did before it got to 13. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Keep going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, they burned their first time out. And uh, 
Something that's just really, really crazy to me here is that that first, that first quarter, and even like if you want to even say the first half in general, Memphis was trying to hang with what the Bulls were doing, getting open looks, hitting their shots. You know, I mean, they just they took an astronomical amount of three pointers before they hit one. I think they were 0 for 15 before they hit their first one to go 1 for 16. But they didn't find Valanciunas until the second half. And that blows my mind because if they would have been going to him all, all game, he probably would have had a career game against the Bulls tonight, and we'd be talking about something different right now uh, completely. But um, like I said, give credit where credit's due. They came out, they they won tonight. Everybody shot pretty decent percentage from the field, especially Zach, 7 for 13 from the field, 2 for 5 from downtown, 9 for 11 from the charity stripe. He finishes off with 25, 6 boards, 3 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, though he did have 4 turnovers. Um. Yeah, man, Lowry marketing decent too, dude. Five for nine. What I don't like is he was five for nine, four for eight from downtown. So we only got you know one, two, one one two pointer there from Lowry, which was his hook that he hit in the second quarter, I believe it was up against Jaron Jackson Jr. But um, yeah, he, you know he scored fifteen, had five boards. And one assist, two blocks for Lowry. He was actually playing some pretty good defense tonight. What do you think about Lowry's defense? I think Jim's a douchebag. Um, <laughs> Lowry started the game three of four. <laughs> and I'm all for staggering Levine and Lowry. And I think Lowry should be the first one out. Preferably for Thaddeus Young because him and Wendell lock it down on the other end. But you pull Lowry, being three for four. And then you pull Zach going three for three at the end of that quarter after you pull Lowry. And you don't bring him back in for almost like a full quarter. Yeah. And the Bulls have a heavy schedule the next week and a half, 12 days or so. So I get stealing minutes against a team that's undermanned, but how do you expect a player to keep a rhythm? Lowry's finally showing, not only on the offensive end, but just in general, his body language, the way that he's moving. He's coming back to form. And you pull him early, and then you make him sit for a full quarter. Well, my favorite part about that whole thing was, during the broadcast, did you hear Stacy King going, did Jim forget about his starters? And everybody just starts flooding back in. That was the second quarter. About five, six minutes, maybe five minutes and 50 seconds left in the sixth quarter. At, or in the sixth quarter, I'm sorry. <laughs> in, the, in, the in the second quarter. quarter. Holy shit, <laughs> do we play Atlanta tonight? Yeah, yep, yep, we do. Uh, it was, I'm sorry, the second quarter. And they come in with six, like about six minutes left. They all come trotting in. Sato, um, Zach, Lowry. And it was just kind of, you're just kind of sitting there like, God damn, Jim. Like, what? Guy's got no rhyme or reason behind his minutes, what whatsoever, um, and I, <laughs> I just he he caught a big break, he caught a big break tonight. Um, again, once again, you know all the guys in the starting lineup, not very heavy minutes tonight. Uh, heaviest minutes were from Zach at thirty four. I mean, you know when we had Jimmy Butler, or Lou Aldang, those guys did that in their sleep. You know, if we make the playoffs, fresh. <laughs> we got to get there first, man. <laughs> got to get there first. Hey, but if we make it fresh. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. But, I mean, I, I can't complain until 
we get towards the end of the third quarter and Memphis just starts a a crazy comeback really I mean they're just they're hitting shots and they only outscore the Bulls in that uh, third quarter uh, by one so the Bulls were sitting okay because the Bulls went up I believe in the halftime up about I think they were up 15 going into halftime maybe it was a little bit less than that and then they come out and then in the fourth quarter the Grizzlies get within one it was 88 to 87 before Zach Levine had to go into God save you mode Oh, and uh, wait, Zach Levine saved the game. Yeah, the guy that everybody wants to trade. Yeah, yeah. Wait, that guy. I don't think we want to trade him this week. It was that was like two weeks ago, and we were gonna trade him for Reggie Jackson to uh, some couch side fellas' opinion. Um, but yeah, that that guy saved the game. You, yeah. You, you mean he he saved it? Not only tonight, I, but. The last win that we had, you know, we are streaking now. That last game where him and Lowry at the free throw line capped it off. Oh, 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 never mind. Yep, it's, it's Zach's that, a bad You are player. absolutely right. You know, what are we talking about? Stop. You are absolutely right. That that Zach Levine is the one who helped win us the game tonight by hitting clutch shot after clutch shot and getting himself to the free throw line in the fourth quarter. God, it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing, and I'm very, very happy about it. You know, Zach, Zach's t- taking a lot of scrutiny this year, which is bullshit, and I think we could both admit that. I think that he's gotten the a lot of the blame if it, because for some reason, right, especially well, on Twitter. Let's, let's just compare last season to this season. Last season, Bulls tanking season. At least I acknowledged that from the beginning. Some others thought Jabari Parker was going to change the world. Bloop, cut that out. No, that was Zach Levine, Fred, wasn't it? <laughs> 30 points, I think, for the first six, seven games, something like that. Obvious tanking season. Zach Levine's an all-star in the first 10 games. This season, Zach, eh. Bulls, easy schedule. Drop some games they should have won. Zach Levine needs to be traded. He's horrible. He's a blah, 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 blah. Everybody turned into Ron for like two weeks. And now... Since the Charlotte game, and since then it's like, oh wait, you mean this guy can score like thirty a game if we need it, and dish out some assists, and you know, oh maybe we need that. Hey, shows up and he's a little bit clutch, and that and that's the great thing about it. What gets me a lot about the people that want to trade Zach are also the people that are hesitant to blame Jim Boylan for rotations and for schemes and all of that, which just cracked me up. They're saying, it's not Boylan's fault. He's not the one out there playing for the players. Did you see <laughs> did, did you see how stagnant that offense got in the third quarter once they, it, towards the end of the third quarter, once they started to get cold and then in the beginning of the fourth quarter? Hang on. Sato Hang on. Let, started playing let, let, let me stop you at Jim Boylan. I, I know I'm becoming the Jim Boylan Fryer at this point, but you, you mean you mean Gafford over Cornette wasn't a good decision. I mean, you mentioned how Memphis didn't even acknowledge Valenciunas until like the second half. Jim Bullion didn't acknowledge Daniel Gafford until 15 games into the season. Oh wait, oh wait, <laughs> it doesn't stop there. Denzel Valentine, couple of big threes, a lot of big assists. Some secondary playmaking skills. Oh, wait. You had this guy riding the pine and sent him to the G League? I, I get he was coming off an injury, but 
we ain't playing with a full deck of cards here, Jim. If Otto Porter was on the floor, keep Valentine on the bench. Otto Porter is out for a month, two months, whatever the fuck it's turning into. Denzel Valentine is riding the bench. Are you, what drugs are you taking, Jim? What drugs? Tonight He's without, dropping acid. No, no. Acid would be okay. He might. It, he might. <laughs> we we hear it. Bulls on tap do not condone taking acid. <laughs> Hashtag. This <laughs> is not the consent to do illegal drugs. I'm just saying, if Jim drops some acid, might open his mind a little bit because right now he's living in a box. Um, and I'm glad the box is opened up to letting Gafford play over Cornette and getting Valentine off the bench because we need the three points. All right. Now, I think Denzel came in and played great, but my whole point about what I was saying about how you know people are calling for Zach and not blaming Jim and all that kind of stuff, look at the sets that Jim got into in the beginning of the fourth quarter when Memphis really started making their comeback and got within one. Sadoransky was playing hero ball. The offense got completely stagnant. And and it seems to happen every game like this. You see the Bulls' defense get worse and worse as the game goes on. And then you see the offense will start getting stagnant for some reason. It's unbelievable to me. But it happens. And then until someone just steps up and is like, fuck, man, all right, I'm just going to start running this how I want to run it. And nine times out of ten, it's Zach. And if he doesn't hit, people want to trade him. But then when he does what he did against Charlotte or what he did against... um, what he did against Memphis here tonight, and then what he did against Sacramento, then they're all good with him. But this is this is where I I get all pissed off at Jim, and I we could make this a Jim roasting con. I mean, you know, roasting show the whole time we want, but we all know what the case is here. That it, it, thank it, God Zach stepped up, proved that he could be a guy that you could you know that could shoulder the load and put the game away. The Bulls were up twenty at one point. No, they go, need to learn know, how to hold the lead, and part of that's on the coach and his rotations and leaving starters that are hot that got you off to this lead out of the game for almost a full quarter. Um, and we have seen the rotations come around a little bit, and I mentioned on Twitter, this this is a season to burn. Bulls are either going to be the A seed or they're going to be at the back end of the lottery. Um, we can debate about which one is actually more beneficial in the long run because we saw last year having a shot in the dark with this new lottery system can be very beneficial um right playoff berth with this young team second youngest in the league coming into the season that too would be a shot in the arm and then maybe you're sitting at 15 because you know the west eighth seed is going to be better than the east so this is a season to throw away, and I think that's probably why the Bulls have rode Jim this long. And maybe we're seeing it turn a corner. Um, maybe the players are kind of just accepting, well, this is what we got. We heard Zach say at the end of the Sacramento game that him and Lowry kind of went away from the offensive scheme, that they were running a little bit more of a two-man game that wasn't necessarily in the offensive plan it should be um (laughs) and they both scored 20 plus points for the first game of the season 
So, I mean, I think there's a lot of subtle shots at Jim, but I just don't think that it's it's the time. Just like the off season, outside of Monty Williams, who the Spurs have hit a little bit of a sputter. Um, started off hot, now they're around 500, which in the West might not get you a playoff spot. Um, so I think we're, we're probably stuck with Jim. And as much as I hate it, I think once Otto comes back with the momentum that we've kind of started to gain, even though it's against shit teams that are missing players, I think we might see this team start to turn around a little bit. Now, winning the games that you're supposed to win is one, you know, one part of the battle, though. You know what I mean? Like, you need to win those games, and that, regardless, I mean, yeah, me and you expecting, and not just me and you, but every Bulls fan, for the most part, that we interact with on Twitter, we expect to win these games. We should win these games, and we're still critical when they do win these games because we're expecting they're going to win by flying colors, and they don't. They just kind of grind it out, you know. I mean, they just, like you said before, they need to learn how to finish games out, I don't know if that's through the players or that needs to be coached into them. I'm sure it's a little bit of both, really. It's just it's easier to blame Jim right now because I, I can't stand his goddamn face. But regardless, the Bulls get the win here tonight. They beat Memphis, and we're going to move on to Friday's game. The Bulls are playing the Golden State Warriors at home at the UC, 7 p.m. start. That is on Friday. Last time we played the Warriors, buddy, I, I really don't want to talk about it. You don't want to talk about it? Nah, I mean, really. Jim made it through that game. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I so didn't no, like that uh, we don't have Bobby Portis anymore. But if we make it to halftime and we're down by more than double digits, if somebody doesn't give Pascal or Green an inadvertent elbow, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> it's been, yeah i just i i can't i don't want to talk about the last game i i, I hate that god i hate them i do i hate them so much but no we got out villanova we did they, they out we, archie archie we got spellman and fucking pascal like yep oh, oh. pascal I, I i don't know he he's so unknown to me i don't know if he was even on any of the villanova championship teams so I don't even know if he has the pedigree, but he was just, uh, I don't want to say it, but just bop, 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 bop. It was bad. He body bagged us, dude. There we go. That's that's a more acceptable term than the uh, term I was going to go to. We'll, we'll yeah. go with that. Uh, Jesus. So with the ESPN matchup predictor, the Bulls have a 60.9% chance to win this game, leaving Golden wait, State wait. with a... 60.9? It is 60.9%, not 69, 60.9% to Golden State's 39.1%. Zero suck unless they're in your bank account. For show, for show. So, obviously, you know, we're going to hope Eric Pascal, Pascal doesn't kill us. We got Levine. Uh, those are the two leading scorers, actually. Pascal's got 17.3 points per game, shooting 51% from the field. Zach is 22.4 points per game. Um we're at home, like you said. Let's try to turn this uh, two-game win streak into a three-game win streak. It's the first two-game win streak of the season, and I'm no, hoping man, the Bulls. I, f- I don't like close. I want to keep streaking. I, I agree with you. I, let's I, streak all the way until December 23rd when we play the Magic, who currently hold the AC. I agree with you, man. Let's just let's keep let's keep going hot and heavy. There is one thing I want to touch nip. on. 
before this episode ends, and that is a tweet that came out from Casey Johnson that the Bulls announced their attendance tonight, dude, at 15,017 people. They entered the night sixth in attendance, which is low for the Bulls, with an average crowd of only 19,507. I think fans are starting to pick up on the bullshit, and they're not wanting to go anymore. Wait, so, so you mean I can get season tickets at a discount right now? Probably. You can probably go get yourself a plan on a discount right now. I'm not even joking. Uh, you, you honestly, you could probably you probably could. I mean that you know the the fans aren't going as much anymore, and I think this is going to start being a big big wake up call for this franchise. And obviously, we could dive into that a little bit deeper on another episode. I just wanted to touch on that because. If the you know hopefully the Bulls can start winning and turning it around because I do like the players like Zach and Lowry and I think they could be good, you know and I hope people to try to take advantage of getting to watch them play. But this team's got to turn it around and I think that fans are starting to finally realize that and they're not going to go. They're just going to watch them on TV or not watch them at all. So well, shit, I can't watch them on TV. That's because you have Dish. Yeah. Fuck you, Dish. Yeah, Dish. I gotta cancel you. I've been telling 20, you to do that forever. 20-plus games into the season, and I haven't been able to watch a single game for the, with the cable that I pay for. You suck. That's that's unbelievable, dude. And How shitty are cable companies, honestly? Well, no. And, uh, I'm going to come. I'm telling my contracts, boy. That's it. You took the one channel that I pay for away from me, and now I get it for free from Big Poppy's streams. Well, dude, I, you know, literally... <laughs> that's that's not a plug. That's just a random thrown-together thing. No no plug, please. DirecTV threatened to do that um, right when Dish was and Sling was doing the same thing. You know, NBC was, you know, being jag-offs and whatever and, you know, no, threatening... Be, they just acquired all the rights from WGN. Yes, they want some more money. Well, they're all being jag-offs because they're all fucking have more money... They know what to do with, and I'm sitting here with not enough money to it's buy ramen right, noodles. I got a 65-inch Vizio smart TV coming for the office. Move the 55-inch to the bedroom because dish sucks, and that's always where I am. So now I have the 65-inch in here. I can drop whatever games from uh, Big Daddy, Big Poppy, Pop Chulo, <laughs> uh, Marky Mark, uh, The Shyster. Just get all the free streams and just put it on the fucking TV because apparently that's the generation we're in. That's true. But do you have a contract with Dish? I do, but that shit is See, void. this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. This is what I did <laughs> that, to direct TV. That shit is void by the fact that I agreed to a contract that had the one channel that I paid for to watch on it. It's not there anymore. So <clears throat> I called them when DirecTV said they were getting rid of NBC. I called DirecTV and I said, if you guys get rid of NBC, I'm not going to pay for your subscription. You know, I'm not paying for this. I'm canceling. They told me they were going to hit me with a $200 cancellation fee, right? I told them, because I have my DirecTV is hooked up to my credit card. I told them, I'm like, go ahead, hit me with the $200 cancellation fee. I'm going to cancel my credit card before you could do it. And then you could just throw me in collections. I got my house. I got my cars. I don't really need to get anything else. You guys can go to hell. So after I said that, they sent me two free boxes. Oh, no, I, I literally, I just got a free voice-activated dish remote in the mail. They're probably yeah. listening to all my shit, or they caught me on Twitter bitching, because, um, yeah, they sent me a free remote in the mail. It's voice-activated and all this fun stuff. 
And they're going to get a call tomorrow that says, I'm not going to set up this remote. I'm just going to cancel you. Because you can get out. No, exactly. It's ridiculous. We, we went off on a crazy tangent there. So, <laughs> uh, I appreciate everybody listening. We'll be back after uh, Friday's game against the Golden State Warriors. Again, great Bulls win tonight. Thank you to Zach Levine for putting the team on your back, despite your coach sucking ass. Be sure to go on ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at BullsOnTap. Following Goose at BullsScripted. Following myself at BuzzOnTap. We will be back after Friday's game. Let's go Bulls. Streaking three times. Oh, 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 oh,